Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. means it's another edition of the open micros podcast i am your regularly scheduled host jacob craig and over the break we've had a couple of days off jason's computer decided to just up and leave this plane of existence so we are not joined by our usual co-host mr jason robbins for this hostful goodness episode tonight we are joined by the one and only the only other man to ever co-host this podcast with me, Mr. Derek Diamond. How are you doing, man? I'm fantastic. And I, I was just telling you before we started recording that, you know, not, this isn't a knock on the guests that you guys have, but I love just hearing you guys talk and tell funny stories. And I'm like, I, I wonder what it would be like to be a part of that. And you know, through through the death of Jason's computer, it's uh, it's happening. Yeah, I know. Great. You know, it's a it's a positive and a negative. We get to have a fun little host episode and, you know, Jason gets to sit this one out because he's poor. <laughs> it's interesting because you know, we were all set to do Nerd Cave Retro on Monday and about 10 seconds after I get on the Zoom call, his picture freezes on my end. And I'm like, did did I do something like am I frozen? So I left the room and then tried to come back, but I couldn't get back in. And then he texted me and he's like, yeah, I think my computer bit the dust. And sure enough, it did. Yeah. So he's he's got a new one on the way. Uh, so we're, we're recording this Wednesday night. He should be getting it tomorrow. So we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programs uh, for Open Micers and for Nerd Cave Retro next week. Yeah, he, he told me that he was getting it Saturday, like that he would be set up and ready to record by Saturday. I was like, man, I really don't want to waste a perfectly good episode this week so i was like you know what i bet derek would like to do a host episode we should fucking bang something out yeah and there we go it's funny because i saw your name pop up on my phone and i'm like i bet i know what this is about and sure right, enough yeah. it was so so how, how you been i know we haven't really talked since what before pensacon yeah the last time we talked you came on the show to promote the feature Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask you about that, too, because since you've been on, the feature has not only come out, but you must, first of all, you screenwriting motherfuckers make it look easy. OK, you and Jason and Wally, you're making me jealous because you just write up a little screenplay and then you film it and then it wins just all of the awards like it's the easiest thing in the world to do. Because the feature is winning a shit ton of awards right now. And I'm honestly really surprised, you know, since 
we did the premiere back in January, and then I started submitting it to festivals right after that. And mm. since then, it's won a Best Comedy at, I believe, the London Movie Awards. My wife, who's never edited a movie in her life, has won three editing awards. Um, our leads have Sick. won Best Actor and Best Actress from different festivals. So it's it's been a really insane run as far as what the movie's been doing and there is a little bit of of luck involved but i i'm blown away by how well it's been doing yeah i mean seriously you guys make it look easy like it's it's winning like a lot of really big awards at good festivals like it's kind of insane well it's funny you mentioned that because you say like it making it look so easy I was jealous the last time I was on the show because I thought you had a brilliant idea for a murder mystery story <laughs> about the and I'm like, why didn't I think of that? And it's been bugging me ever since because I've been trying to come up with this murder mystery story. And I'm like, I just keep coming back to the butler idea. <laughs> Dude, we should just write it. We should write the butler did it. We should film it over like a weekend in some nice ballroom in a hotel or some shit. I'd, I'd be all for that, man. It's. It's a lot of work, but there there's nothing quite like it. Like I love doing the podcasts, but when I'm on a movie set, that's mm. where I truly feel at home. Yeah, and, and there's something to be said too about like so when Jason and Wally wrote their script, they weren't stand-up comedians yet. You wrote a comedy script, you're not a stand-up comedian. I feel like Every stand-up comedian I know has like a really good idea for a comedy script, but they just come up with so many different ideas that like you never pull the trigger on actually like writing it or trying to produce it because you're like, yeah, well, I also have, you know, just bunches of jokes written down in a notebook that's never going to see the light of day. Well, especially when you come up with, and I'm sure you understand it too, with your stand-up comedy where you come up with all these different jokes that you want to throw in there and there's some that you have to cut. Mm. And it's like you come up with all these ideas and it's tough to to narrow it down to one. So I I, I can yeah. get I get that. That too, man. And it's like you've got to really choose your projects too because like if you decide halfway through the feature that, you know, this isn't what you expected. This isn't what you wanted to do anymore. Then you've, you've just wasted all this time and money when you could have been, you know, picking a different project. Yeah. And when you get to that point, it, it's kind of like you're married to the idea and you, you've got to mm -hmm. see it through as, as best you can. But I, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. You know, when we were on set, I'm thinking, okay, well, what, what can we do next? And it is, there's always several ideas. It's just, like I said, narrowing it down to, to one specific thing like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go with this right dude so i know i wanted to bring this up to you because i know that you much like me and jason are an aficionado of like retro movies retro television that kind of thing uh i don't know if you've ever heard of the 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 local television station me tv i don't know if you guys have that over there it sounds familiar I don't know if we have it here because I, I, I don't have cable. I have YouTube TV, so I okay. don't know if I get that. But what so what's, it, does, it doesn't yeah, even like, come over cable. It, it comes over like analog fucking. Oh, wow. Satellite. OK, yeah, yeah I I've never seen it, but it, it does sound very familiar. though. 
Yeah, so we we recently axed cable and went back to like the old timey like rabbit ears to get some like analog stations. And when MeTV is pretty much always on because they show like they show mash reruns and all this shit. And I saw they're advertising the website the MeTV Mall, which is their own website where they sell merch from all these old TV shows. They sell retro video games. They sell retro toys, all kinds of shit. You guys would geek the fuck out over this. Oh my God. And like their their t-shirt selection, you can buy an Airwolf t-shirt from there. Wow. I I have coming on the way right now, a Reservoir Dogs t-shirt and a Wild Stallions t-shirt. That's awesome. And you would never find that in stores. Like it's just a litany of cool, interesting shit that you'll never find anywhere else. You would think with there being such a big demand on like the whole, you know, what's old is new again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There'd be more widely available stores that have that kind of selection of merchandise, but really you got to get lucky with stuff like that. Like you might find something in a thrift store. They might have like a limited run of something in some specific store, but now that that's incredible. I'll have to look that up because I'm always on the hunt for, you know, like retro shirts and games and things like that. You would love it, dude. There's a whole like section devoted to cheers, like cheers, oh. t-shirts and all kinds of stuff like that. That's my all time favorite show. Yeah, no, you should definitely check it out and get some, uh, I'm going to get a whole new wardrobe from there, dude. Uh, I almost bought a, um, I almost bought a, uh, Callahan motors t-shirt from Tommy boy. (laughs) They have all kinds of fun shit like that on there, dude. Yeah. My, my wife found a, a cheers, like little glass mug. It's not like quite the size of a pint, but it's like the size of a coffee mug. And it's just a glass mug that has the cheers logo on it she founded it at a thrift store and that that's kind of what sparked me i'm like where i need to find more of this stuff i'll have to look that up because i never see cheers merchandise anywhere i mean i know it's you know been been dead for decades now but you'd think with it being like one of the most iconic shows of all time that you'd find at least a little bit of retro stuff out there yeah, and 70-year-olds need clothes too, you know? Yeah, and those like, like you, me you that... You gotta get... <laughs> those like me that look and act 70 years old. So... <laughs> yeah, right. Like, my back hurts just enough that I, I need to wear a Norm t-shirt. Dude, I... So I've been getting back into doing yoga over the last week or so, and I did it this morning, and my back has been killing me all day. Like, as soon as I was done, my back's like fuck you, we're done today. And I'm just like, it it hurts to walk for an extended period of time. I don't know if I pulled something. I don't think I did. I'm just probably getting old. Yeah, see, that's little people shit. (laughs) Big motherfuckers like me aren't going to be caught dead doing yoga. It's like, I'm going to fart and never talk to those people ever again. That would be a great skit for like a bit in a in a comedy movie. Have somebody doing yoga and just let out this loud ass fart and it clears out the whole room. That'd be great. <laughs> it's like they just they fart and then they immediately just pick up their shit and leave <laughs> because they know what they did. 
<laughs> or it's it's like in the Lion King when when they do the flashback of Pumbaa walking up to the to the the water, and then everyone just it's that'd be great, dude. Imagine letting one rip in hot yoga, Ooh, where it's a hundred and one no. degrees uh, in the fucking room, and you just I did right that after some fucking Mexican food. Oh my god. That would be like me if I did yoga after we did this, because I, I had a, a quesadilla before we started the show. But um, yeah, I did hot yoga once back in like 2018 or 2019. There was this like small yoga studio downtown, and I was like, you know what, I'll try it just for the heck of it. And like two minutes in, I'm like, nope, this, this ain't for me. Like I'll do the normal yoga, but doing it when it's like 90 degrees... I sweat enough because we live in the South. We sweat enough during the summer. I don't want to do that by choice. Yeah, I mean, you could just go outside and do yoga. Like, I, you don't have to have it in a room. I'm so dreading the summer because we actually had, like, a cold winter. So I feel like once we hit, like, <sighs> May, it's going to be it's gonna be bad enough. And then when we get to August, it's just going to be awful. Dude, I'm gonna have to drop like hundred and fifty dollars on deodorant alone. Yeah, it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, it's. I don't know. The whole world's falling apart. Yeah, dude. Starting with Mississippi, <laughs> we're going to be one thousand degrees Celsius. Hey, I mean, I'm I'm in Northwest Florida, so I'm not I'm not too far from you, and I know exactly exactly what you mean. Yeah, dude. So um, you've been doing uh, the Derek Diamond experience for a while again now. Uh, didn't you just record an episode uh, before before now? Mm hmm. Yeah, I did. Um, so the show just turned nine years old uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then I interviewed a, um, a producer who specializes in helping um, like young filmmakers finance their movies or teach them how to finance their movies which is something I know nothing about. So that was, that was really cool. Like I almost felt mm -hmm. like I was in like a classroom, but in a good way. It, it, it's interesting because it's like, I haven't done anything like, you know, when Jason and Wally did Monsters Anonymous, they did a, a crowdfunding. I think they did Kickstarter. Um, like I've never done anything yeah. like that before just because I, I hate asking people for like a dollar, much less asking like, hey, can you give hundreds of dollars for me to to film something I wrote? Dude, I can't even get people to come to a comedy show I'm headlining. Uh, when, when was the last show you did? I did a show, the last show I was booked on, I did February, I was, it was February 18th. And I shit you not, no one came. Literally, uh, the, the only people that were there were the people performing at the show because it, it was a concert and I was hosting oh. it. So I'm weird, performing though. comedy for the band. Well, I mean, it's kind of just it is what it is like because when you do comedy or you're a musician for so long, it's like you always have a show. So your friends aren't going to come to your shows anymore because it's like, oh, he this isn't special. Like, he, this is just something he does now. It doesn't matter how good you are at it. It's like, you, you always got one. So, 
what makes this one special like they don't understand that's like oh you're headlining a thing you're performing at a comedy club you're opening for this person like it doesn't connect in their brain that like it's you know something that i need to be supported for well and a lot of people they don't they don't think beyond like in your example it's like oh he's doing a show but he did one three weeks mm-hmm. ago like they don't look at it as oh you're the featured attraction or you're opening for a cool band or right. you're at a special place. It's just like, Oh, he's doing a show. It's I'm, I imagine it's the same for like bands that perform regularly. It's like, Oh yeah, there's playing a show. I've already seen it, but it, there's yeah. different circumstances. I, mean, I wish more people understood that. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's such a double life too, almost when you're a performer, because like in, when you're a musician, or a comedian or whatever. I remember going to college to get my associate's degree. And while I was in college, 19 years old, I was headlining at bars. I had already worked myself up to be a local headliner at bar gig. So I'm going and I'm headlining and I'm attracting people to the bar that don't know me. They know me for my comedy. They're coming to see me perform. And then I go to school the next day and get yelled at because I don't know how to say porch in Spanish. Like, it's just such a double fucking life. Like, you go and perform in front of, you know, a hundred people, and then you come home, and your wife's like, hey, take out the fucking trash, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not, you're nobody. I mean, that that's a short in itself. You could call it double life. Like, have someone who's a school teacher by day, and then at night, they're a stand-up comedian. I think that'd be hilarious. And the two worlds must never meet. Yeah, you have to keep it secret. Like I, I just see, you know, the the main character going in for like the interview. Like, oh, so what? What? You know, what other skills do you have? Like, well, I'm not, I'm not funny at all. Like, I'm just very straight laced by the book, not interesting at all. And then cut to him telling some profanity filled joke and just making the whole place laugh. Right. Definitely don't look me up on YouTube. Whatever you do, nope. don't look for my social media presence. Uh, that that would be so tough to do in this day and age when everybody has social media, there's cameras everywhere. But it would still be fun to uh, to to try. As far as like on dude, a film. I, like, my, if my job ever finds out about this podcast, I, I work at a special needs school. If they ever find this and hear how many times I've said the word retarded, I'm fucking done for it. Bubba. <laughs> I mean, I, I was curious about that because I've never I've never asked you, like, how how is that like? Because you haven't been what well, you've been working there. What? Just a few months. Yeah, a few months. Like, how, yeah, how I mean, is that? Because like, you worked at a gas station before then. So, like, how, how was the mm-hmm. how was that transition? I mean, it's. It's definitely like it's it's kind of easier to get out of bed and go because like when you're working at a gas station, it's like, well, if I don't go to work, it's hurting me and they'll just find someone to fill my fucking shift. But it's like if if you don't go to work, like if these seven special needs kids don't have a, a fixture in their classroom, they're going to lose their fucking minds mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have to have you because everything just has to be the same. It has to be routine. And it's like, you know, I mean, you do so much for these kids. Like, I've only been working there for a few months, but you already get invested in them. And, you know, you 
do pretty much anything to, you know, take care of these kids. Well, I can imagine, you know, with it being a bigger deal to them because they are special needs. So if they do something that's like a big accomplishment to them, I'm sure it's got to be cool mm-hmm. to, you know, see that as as a, a teacher's side as well. Oh, dude. Yeah, for sure. Especially my kids, because I mean, I I work with probably the lowest functioning class in the school. And so, like, whenever they, you know, do something as simple as like, like recognizing a letter that they haven't known before, like like one of the kids the other day, so antisocial, such a touch me not came up behind me and just out of nowhere gave me a hug. Oh, wow. And I'm like, holy shit. Everyone look, (laughs) he's giving me a hug. Someone get a picture of this. Yeah, right. It didn't last long at all. <laughs> he wanted it to be a secret. Yeah, I had to um a few weeks ago I had to go to a, a special needs school here in town to um to take photos and one of the kids mm. there was very like you could tell he was like you said very like touch me not kind of like he didn't want to be in any photos. He mm. I was worried he was going to freak out, but thankfully he didn't. And I, I just yeah. seeing how the teachers like it's like they know exactly what to do to like either yeah. calm the kids down or like what they need. And it's it is really remarkable to see. And like, I, I don't I personally don't think I could do that. So like I I respect, you know, them immensely. Yeah, I mean, you definitely use up all your patience at work. Like I'll come home and just yell at my fucking kid. <laughs> I just I don't have anything left. Like get off the fucking couch, I swear to god. Uh it makes me think of that the last Patreon show you guys did where you had where you had your kid on and you were trying to get her to say something and she just wouldn't say anything and I'm like, "Oh no." No, dude. Dude, I uh, I fucking so we've I've mentioned before that I've petrified her with the threat of feeding her to Wendigos. Mm-hmm. which is a very solid parenting strategy for any of those wondering. Um, yesterday, she was watching me play. Not like, you know, I wasn't letting her watch it, but I was just, I was playing a game while she was in the room. And um, she started watching the TV at a point in this game where I was killing a vampire. And so later when she didn't want to go to bed, I just turned the lights out, started flapping my arms and going... <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and she fucking started screaming. <laughs> oh, so one of these days she's just going to go ape shit on you. <laughs> she already does. Dude, I have a video on my phone of her losing her fucking mind at us where we're just sitting on a on the couch just watching her play and she says stops playing and stomps over to us and she says I don't want to eat anymore. I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to listen to you. I'm in charge. And we're just like, what? Where did this? Where did this come from? And she was hush. I'm in charge. Wow. And Future this, alpha. She did this for. I know she did this for so long that we had to spank her because she wouldn't stop. Just fucking saying, I'm not going to do this. I'm in charge. I mean, as a parent, you got to draw the line somewhere. Like, it's not, okay, this isn't cute anymore. (laughs) Right. It was, it was cute. And then you saw, like, in the video where she started taking it too far. Like, oh, she's, 
she's serious. Like she thinks she's staging a coup against us. <laughs> like, no, this is this is not Order Sixty Six here. <laughs> so, Derek, when you have a kid, just remember. Threaten them with Wendigos. It's way easier than any other parenting strategy. If that doesn't work, then there's always the snipe. That's true. Or a sniper. Or, yeah. Or, or a sniper. <laughs> you know, Sasquatch, the Chupacabra, any other uh, cryptozoology um, character you want to use. So, speaking of that particular episode, there was something you mentioned that I've been wanting to ask you about. Okay. So mu- much like you, I am a a huge fan of the Waffle House. Oh yeah. The, f- the fact that you have Waffle House slides, and I saw the picture you posted. <laughs> I'm like, these are the coolest shoes I've ever seen in my life. And I can't find them oh, yeah. anywhere. It was you said you got them worth. at Walmart. Yeah. I haven't been yeah, able to find those anywhere. But they're so cool. So they though. have it. Yeah, it was worth getting my feet roasted just to, you know, have Waffle House slide. That did make me clip my toenails, though. That, <laughs> that whole, I got roasted so hard I had to change myself. That was going to be my next question. Did you did the hate just become so, so vast that you had to just give in? I'm like, all right, I'll I'll cut the toenails. <laughs> it felt so bad because I know I have bad feet. Cause like I have a skin condition too, where I have like sores all over my feet and shit. There's just like nothing I can really do about it, but I'm still going to wear those goddamn waffle house slides everywhere. No, as you should like that. Those, those are alpha shoes. Like those, those are like, and if you don't like waffle house, then what are you doing with your life? Being a fucking communist. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Exactly. Did I, I finished my, the first script I ever wrote, I actually finished it at a Waffle House. There's a Waffle House down the road from my house, and I went at like 12.30 in the morning and wrote for like an hour and and finished it. Dude, the first, so I, I can't even really, I don't even know if I could claim being a published poet anymore, because I, I submitted a bunch of poems to my college when I was still going. And two of them got accepted to be published into a literary journal. So I've been telling everyone like, oh, I'm a published poet. They've accepted my poems. And then they just haven't published it because COVID hit. They just haven't. I don't, I don't know why. They just haven't done it. But one of the poems that I submitted that got accepted was a poem about Waffle House. That's awesome. That I didn't they know wanted you me to poetry. read. They wanted me to read it at a ceremony. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I took uh, creative writing in college. And my big thing was poetry because it's so easy to write. If you're an open person, you just, you write what you're feeling at the moment and you make it rhyme and then everyone loves it. Like it's the easiest shit to do. So that that's interesting because I remember in, in a writing class I took in college, I tried to write poetry and I just, I could not do it. And like, it's the complete opposite for me. It's like, you know, it's like math. It's like next to impossible for me but still that that's i'd love to to read that or hear it you should make that a, a patreon thing poetry from jacob you know what i might actually i we have a blog on our website that right. i never really post to but yeah i'll throw some writing on patreon if if uh anyone wants to read it i'm sure i have it somewhere the no, um like I, I wasn't really shy about yeah i mean i wasn't i wasn't really shy about uh like opening up 
and in that class because the other poem that got accepted was the first poem I'd ever written and it was about like trying to kill myself and so everyone's reading this like poignant poem about surviving suicide and they're just like hey man you can't show up on the first day with a poem this fucking out there and then just like so like every poem after that was just so much easier to write because i was just like hey remember that time i wrote this like really heartfelt thing and made you all read it and cry at 12 (laughs) 30 in the afternoon on a tuesday it's a hell of a way to make an impact though yeah, it is. I'll I'll put both of them on the Patreon if I can find them. Yeah, you should. I'd love to read them. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. My fiance hates the one about Waffle House because I compare her to a Waffle House in the poem. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but the point of the poem is that you can eat at any Waffle House across the country, right? Especially if you're a comedian on the road. I can eat at any Waffle House I want to. I have plenty of opportunities. I have Waffle Houses begging me to eat at them. But the Waffle House I have at home knows my order. So I'd rather have that one. Yeah, as, as you should. I, I love that. It's I I've never been an, a, enough of a regular at Waffle House to where like they know my order, but yeah, there's so many good things at Waffle House too. What what's what's your go to? Oh, I get the um one of the Texas melt things, the Texas bacon patty melt with uh, hash browns covered, smothered, and chunked. Uh, that's yeah the the texas melts one of my go-tos i either do that or just the all-star yeah dude and i get a diet coke and i just put out a menthol cigarette in there for a little bit more flavor well yeah and it, it you gotta go with the full waffle house experience there, <laughs> full waffle house experience there's a waffle house that's uh it's downtown it's the one actually across from the base center where you know pensacon's held every year they just renovated it and for the longest time, like I, when I used to work for, for the Blue Wahoos, I would stop by there, you know, periodically to, to get dinner because that would be one of the few places that would be open late. As I swear, you'd walk into that Waffle House and it was like you were in the 1980s. Like it had the, wow. the, the wood paneling and everything. And I'm like, my God, when are, when are y'all going to get with the times? But thankfully <laughs> they did. Dude, I love old diner feels like that. I mean, those are the best places to stop at on the road as a mm-hmm. comic because they're always open and they they know that you don't have time for any bullshit. So they're just going <laughs> to get you your food, give you your check before your food comes out and get you the hell out of there. Yep. And that that's what's great about Waffle House is they they have you your your order in minutes. And they give you your check and whenever you're done, you can just top up and pay and you can 
like you said, hit the road. There's a place here in town called Scenic 90, and it's modeled after like a an old 1950s diner down to like the seating, the music they play, the food. Like you feel like you're in the 50s when you're in this place. And I wish they were open late because I know that place would do some crazy good business. Oh, dude, that's that's everywhere if they would stay open late. Like, imagine the rush a Chinese buffet would have at about 11 p.m. Oh, my God. If they just stayed open a couple hours later, they would make a fucking killing. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's a Chinese place near here that stays open late, but I don't think there is. No, dude. I, I mean, I've never found a Chinese place that stayed open past like eight o'clock. Well, especially still since COVID hit, there's still places that close early. Oh, yeah. Which is which is nuts, because like these places that would stay open till nine or ten o'clock at night now close at seven or eight. Yeah, and dude, Walmart used to be 24 hours. Like, I used to just go do my regular grocery shopping at night when no one else was there. And now they mm-hmm. close at 11. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. You're, you're Walmart. Yeah, they close at 11 and what open at like 6? Yeah, I, I mean, 6 to 11 going, you know, there's no reason for it anymore. Like, you're doing that to stop the spread of COVID. It's like, it's stopped. So yeah. go, go back. Oh, that was the best time to do grocery shopping too. Go at like eleven thirty or midnight. You're in and out of there in ten fifteen minutes max. Dude, it was the best time to people watch too. I I remember one time uh, I saw on the news about this guy who was making meth in Walmart in a uh, a two liter a Coke two liter. He was making shake and bake meth in the middle of Walmart, and I had saw that guy the night before in the Walmart. And he was on the news because it exploded in his face. I got out of there right in time. Sometimes timing's everything. I never heard about that, but that's that's not surprising, though. Oh, Derek, I can tell you all about meth, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Being from Van Cleve, Mississippi, I'm a fucking expert. I got my PhD in meth, Bubba. Well, um, next Patreon show you guys do, if you have me on, you can do some, some meth stories. Oh, I've got plenty of them, dude. I mean, about my uncles, the fucking neighbors down the street. We have neighbors down the street again. There's another meth lab in the same fucking house. But throughout my entire life, there's been five different meth labs in the same fucking house. And it's like, how are they getting this property? Like, do they just know? I'm curious to see the inside of this house now. Like, do they have, is this like Breaking Bad level shit where they have like a full lab? I, I gotta know how they do it. I don't know. So the out, it's it's the only road around here, like the only driveway around here that's cut off by a chain link fence. So mm-hmm. you, you have to pull up and get out and move the chain link fence and roll in and, and close it back. So, But I'm pretty sure it's just like a crappy double wide trailer sitting back there. Yeah, know. you're probably right. It'd be kind of cool if it was a full They're lab. They're probably though. doing it in a school bus. Probably. Yeah. I mean, there's an abandoned school bus in the woods. They're probably doing it in there. Yeah, I could see that. And that's that's another movie idea. Dude, so I want to ask you something because you're you've you're recently married, right? You you haven't been mm-hmm. married for very long. Coming up on a uh, year. I'm recently engaged. Weeks. There you well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Um 
I'm I'm coming up. I, I've been engaged for a couple of months. Like, does anything change after you get married, or is it just like the same stuff continued? It, it's basically the same. Like, it there's a little bit of a different dynamic because it's like there's an officialness to it. But as far as the the dynamic, you know, with Samantha and I, it's honestly it's gotten better. Like, not that it was bad before, yeah. but it's gotten better as you know, we got married and then we hit six months and now we'll come up on a year um, on April 16th, but it, it, it gets better. It honestly gets better. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I've noticed like a difference since we've been engaged too. like just going from dating to being engaged. It's like, I'll fucking, I'll tell then, her to do shit. Now. <laughs> and then you'll go through the, the wedding planning and, and all that stuff. So that, that'll, That'll be a big part yeah. of it. But then, you know, once, once you're married, then, you know, it's like I said, there, there's a, it's tough to describe, but there's like a, an officialness to it, but in a mm. good way. Yeah. I mean, just, the, just the fact that she has a ring on her finger now, I'll be like, you better go wash that fucking cup. Don't just <laughs> leave it there. You wash that fucking cup. Just keep I swear it, to God. keep it mint condition, please. <laughs> yeah. Right. You fucking scrub that piece of shit. Yeah. Which I'm not I'm not too worried about wedding planning because we're gonna get married in her grandpa's front yard. So Okay. We're just gonna do like it's it's gonna be so small that there's gonna be people offended they get it they didn't get invitations. Like it's gonna be like fifty people at the wedding. I mean that's but people gotta understand like that's how weddings go. Like, you know, we had a big wedding and there were we had to, a cap limit. And there were people that we couldn't invite. Right. But it's, it, it is what it is. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's funny because a couple of weeks ago, um, we photographed uh, a backyard wedding uh, not too far from our mm -hmm. house. And there were, I kid you not, 16 people in attendance. Wow. That's including. Dude, there, that's there the were, way to do it. There was no like best man or groomsman or maid of honor or anything. It was just the officiant, <laughs> bride and groom their and their immediate family and that was it yeah and their their daughter That's probably was probably what the, we're the gonna have girl. to do because she doesn't have any friends yeah oh yeah our daughter's gonna be the flower girl my nephew's gonna be the ring bear i mean that's that's the that's the way to do it we should get him a bear costume yeah <laughs> sure. i'm gonna get my nephew a bear costume so he can be the ring bear yeah it's, hey that that'd be kind of cool actually the ring bear yeah, she's not going to let me do any goofy shit at my wedding. I have to tell her my vows before I say them. The The one thing that that I had wanted to do, and it, like it wasn't a make or break thing. I just thought it would have been kind of cool. But for years, I wanted to do the Ric Flair entrance with the robe and the, the, <laughs> the strut down the aisle and everything and, and wear like the giant gold belt. I thought it would have been hilarious, but, but I did not. Dude, I, I want them to... Just play the John Cena entrance music halfway through. Or like, <laughs> does anyone object to this marriage? <laughs> Get someone to dress in like a bright colored shirt and a hat. Just run out and start doing the you can't see me thing. That'd be, oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> and he just clotheslines my fiance. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> if you filmed that, that would absolutely go viral. 
Yeah, for sure. It would. <laughs> yeah, she's not going to let me do any goofy shit, though. We are going to go to Disney World for the honeymoon, though. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I've never been. And really? I want to do something where we can take the kid, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I grew up dirt fucking poor. There's not a chance we would ever go to Disney World. <laughs> so but you're getting to I, I want to give so. that to my kid. Right. It's like, yeah. I want to give that to my kid before, you know. But, you know, while I can, I'm, I'm making all right money right now. So we'll just go to Disney World and ball out for a weekend for our honeymoon. Well, and from what I've heard, it's it's a different dynamic if you go like for the sake of taking your kid because you're like living vicariously through them and seeing like them interact with the characters and seeing like all the rides for the first time is it, it'll be fun. You guys will have a blast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It'll be her first time, my first time. And my fiance loves Disney World. The last time she went, she went without me while she was pregnant with our daughter. And she was, when you're pregnant, they just give you a wheelchair. <laughs> she was just getting pushed around in a wheelchair, right in the fucking teacups. <laughs> it was so. Uh, hey, if they offered it, I wouldn't turn it down. Right. They probably thought she was a make a wish kid or something. Maybe. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever works. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we're coming up on our time, man. That that we went over our time actually. That that flew by. Yeah, we're we're right at forty minutes. So that's yeah. Th- this was fun. You know, it's w- when I do my show, like I very rarely get the chance to just chat with somebody. So I mm-hmm. I appreciate the invite. You know this, and like I said at the beginning, you know I love when you and Jason just shoot the shit for 45 minutes or an hour and it's that's why i fell in love with podcasting in this in the first place because it's a conversation based thing it's like you're listening to two friends talk right 100 percent, dude i mean for our patreon we might do something where we like we invite you one month or and do wally one month and we're not interviewing we're just talking and shooting the shit like me and jason do and see what that kind of dynamic like is like Cause it's a lot of fun. Like when we hang out just as friends, you know, yeah. Funny stuff. Well, it's like, you know, with me living in Pensacola and you guys living over in Mississippi, like this is the closest we get to, you know, like a face to face conversation unless it's like, like right, a Pensacon. Sure. So that that's, that's what's cool about, you know, doing these types of shows. Yeah, man. Well, I definitely loved uh, shooting the shit with you. Yeah, same. Thanks so much for uh, coming on and, and saving this episode of Open Micros for us. And um, Jason won't be back next week. So <laughs> tune in for Open Micros hosted by Jacob Craig and Derek Diamond. Pulling um, double duty on know. Mondays. Oh, yeah. Just just doing both the episodes. And you know what? I'll go ahead and replace Jason on Nerd Cave Retro. And I think it'll make both the shows better. We've, we've got a good inter- good interviewer, good comic. You know what I mean? Not some Joe Schmo trying to do both. Who does he think he is? <laughs> Had to get one little zing in there before we before we head out the door. I love it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I could go off on that boy for hours. <laughs> but uh, Jason like, that's, will be it's back like a, next. It's like week. a normal show for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could just spend you know hours just looking at each other and roasting one another <laughs> into the suitcase. But uh, no, Jason will be back next week, um, next month, or I guess in a few in a couple of days, 
we have a loaded schedule coming up, man. We've got um, just tons of nationally torn comics coming on. Um, for bonus content, we're going to try to do the fucking trivia thing again, I guess. If not, then we'll just, you know, have someone on and probably shoot the shit a little bit. But, um, yeah, you guys stay tuned. And um, me and Jason are going to be on Wait You Haven't Seen podcast hosted by TV's Travis, friend of the show, uh, this Sunday. We're going to be on that watching Eraserhead. So if you like Eraserhead or if you've never seen Eraserhead, come experience with us. Come experiencing it. it, it, it. I'm having a stroke. Come experience it with us. Come watch, or come watch us erase heads. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of Open Micers. Thanks so much. You can email us at openmicers.com, at openmicers at gmail.com. You can join our Patreon at patreon.com backslash openmicerspodcast. And check out our website, openmicers.com, for blog posts, guest announcements, all kinds of fun stuff going on over there. And we will see you guys next week.